Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis, coming to you live from Los Angeles. Today is Monday, June 21st, 2010. Don't forget to vote for me in Oprah's search for the next TV star competition. I could win the opportunity to host a talk show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Go to plusmodelradio.com and click the link to watch my audition video, and to vote. I need you to vote as many times as you can daily until July 3rd. So if you've already voted, go vote again and again until July 3rd, and I really appreciate your support. Also, Plus Model Radio is a proud media sponsor of the Fuller Woman Expo Saturday, September 18th in downtown Detroit. The keynote speaker for the event will be the fabulous Kim Coles. For more information, visit thefullerwomanexpo.com. And as always, we've got a fantastic show for you this evening. Coming up later on the show are Sandy Jean Phillip and Popra. But up first is Steph. Wagner. Steph has trained hundreds of executives, actors, and students in in improvisational and interactive theater techniques over her career. For over a decade, she has represented comedy sports in Chicago, Houston, and throughout the eastern United States. Her strength in matching her clients with the best possible comedic entertainment team-building workshop or interactive promotional marketing talent program through through Steph's leadership of comedy sports sales strategy and a revenue-generating effort, she's obtained key associations with many of the world's leading brands and Fortune 500 companies, including Macy's, Target, AT&T, Harris Entertainment, and the Chicago Tribune companies, and many more. Steph also holds the title of Miss Plus America 2009. Let's welcome Steph to the show. Hello. Hi, how are you? Great, and it's great to talk with you, Shanice. Yes, always great to talk to you. Now, tell us, what is an improv actress? That's a great question. A lot of people think improv is stand-up comedy because they are used to seeing the TV show Evening at the Improv, or maybe they have an improv comedy club in their town. But actually, improv comedy is a little special. It's not, you know, one guy telling jokes on a microphone. It's actually a group of people making up comedic scenes or songs or games all based on suggestions from the audience. And depending on what type of improv comedy group you're seeing, they might get one suggestion from the audience. Or like the show that I perform in every weekend, Comedy Sports, we get 
multiple select, uh, suggestions throughout the evening from the audience. So about every four or five minutes, we're changing it up and, and doing something new and fun. It's a so little it's bit like, like Drew Carey's show. Yeah. Whose line is it? Exactly. Whose line is it anyway was a great boost for improv comedy because it put it out there on TV for everybody to see. Right, right. So what is comedy sports and how are you involved with it? Comedy sports is a a terrific improv comedy experience. It is in 19 cities in the U.S. and the U.K., as well as Berlin, Germany. And I got involved in Houston back in 1990, and so I've been performing with comedy sports for about 19 years. And um, I also was part of the comedy sports troupe in Chicago for 10 years and recently moved back to Texas. So our show is not about sports, but we make the improv, we make the comedy a competition amongst the performers. Oh, so you can actually win the night of the competition? Exactly. We let the audience vote on who they think should get the points and who the winner will be that night. Oh, so it's actually like a sport, like comedy sports, like the title. Exactly. There's a referee, which I do sometimes, a referee that hosts the show, and there's even fouls. And one of the really unique things about comedy sports is that we do a clean show. So that's why we work with so many corporations and churches and nonprofits and colleges is because our show is always a clean show. So when you are part of a group that wins, do you do you win money or prizes, or is just for the love of improv? More for the bragging rights until the next show. However, coming up in um, Philadelphia in July is the Comedy Sports World Championship, and that's a great event where every comedy sports team throughout the U.S. and, and Europe sends a team to perform for a week-long event. So, like, if any of our listeners want to compete or get involved, are there classes and things you have to go through first, or you can just go sign up for the the main thing? That's a great question. There are classes offered by just about every comedy sports, and so if people want to go to ComedySports.com, and that sports spelled with a Z, because, you know, Zs are funny. So Comedy Sports with a Z (laughs) They can click on the city's link and find the comedy sports closest to them, whether that's Buffalo or the Quad Cities or San Jose, all across, you know, L.A. where you are, all across the nation, and they can find out about classes in their area. And, of course, every comedy sports city is on Facebook as well. Okay. So a lot of people listening to this show um, is in, in entertainment as as plus size modeling or actresses, how does um, the improv techniques that you teach help can help them be a better model or actress? Well, I think anybody who's watched any episodes of America's Next Top Model where they send the girls to an acting class or give them an acting challenge always see that that's the part that really separates the girls. You know, you can really mm-hmm. tell the girls that are going to go on to win by the ones who can achieve in those competitions. And I think one of the best things about improv that could help a model is the skill of listening that we teach. We really, really work with performers when we're training them to do our show on truly listening to people. Everybody thinks that they listen, but what they're really doing is they're just, they're just waiting for somebody to stop talking so they can say something. So if a model can really learn to listen, then they'll learn to take direction well from photographers, from somebody producing a show from a designer, and I think that they'll be seen as being very professional 
And um, the other thing is that it will give them confidence if they took an improv class or an acting class. Just in general, it will give their demeanor and their personality a big boost. And another thing I think, because I do have a background in improv too, I think it helps to um, help you think quick on your feet. Absolutely. I, it definitely helps not only in modeling acting, but I would say it helps in hosting as well. Yes. Um, especially if you're at a live event, you don't know what's going to happen, you have to feel time. It definitely is a, a tool that comes in handy. Yes, I recently emceed an event, and there was about a 45-minute delay, and I thought, boy, good thing I'm an improviser, because I basically had to talk for about 45 minutes to, you know, cover up the fact that we had about a 45-minute delay going. Right, definitely. So it it helps us in in all all areas. So um, one of the things I mentioned in your intro is that you won the title of Ms. Plus America 2009. Now, how was that experience? That was a fantastic experience, and yes, thank you for putting the emphasis on the Ms. Um, The Ms. division at the Ms. Plus America pageant is for the women who are ages 30 and over, and of course we have a Ms. division for the girls 18 to 29 and a Mrs. division for all the married gals out there. Um, It was a fantastic experience. It was my second time to actually enter the national pageant. I had entered it two years earlier and decided when I moved back to Texas, Texas is a pageant state, and I thought, you know, I'm going to try this one more time. So I won the Texas pageant and then went on to the national pageant, and it was really great because we had a TV crew following us around that whole week filming for National Geographic. So for me, that really boosted the um, competitive aspect for me because I felt like I was on, you know, the whole time. And the other thing is, is the Miss Plus America organization is just a really supportive organization. The girls are all really fun that come to compete, and everybody's very supportive and helping each other get dressed backstage and, you know, loaning people whatever they need. So it's just all around a really positive week and uplifting experience. And um, during your reign, I don't know if this happened during or after your reign, but you um, had a bad experience with online dating. Now tell us what happened with that. Well, it's true. You know, going into the pageant, and I still have about a month left until I crown the next Ms. Plus America. So you're still reigning right now. Yes, so I'm Mm -hmm. still reigning right now for about another month. And um, about six months into my reign, I got a disturbing phone call Basically, somebody I had trusted that I was in a long-distance relationship with that I stupidly had um, compromised my own morals and and had taken some suggestive photos. Now, nothing too pornographic, but just some suggestive photos and a couple of, you know, questionable photos had sent those to the pageant director. Um, I think, you know, they just got into the wrong hands, but it really started to snowball Fortunately, the Miss Plus America staff um, and director, Melissa Stamper, took this as an opportunity that we could really educate some of the other girls coming up through the pageant system about what it's like to date in today's world with the technology that's out there and turn this around to a positive. So I focused my platform on educating young women and plus-size women about smart Internet dating and that don't ever compromise yourself, don't ever compromise your your confidence, don't ever compromise who you are just to try to please somebody at the other end of a computer by sending them suggestive photos or suggestive text messages because that stuff will follow you around the rest of your life. 
So did the guy you send the pictures to, did he send it to Miss Plus America or it got in the hands of a third party? I have a feeling his current girlfriend <laughs> probably found the pictures on his computer, which just goes to show you, you know, people say they delete things or people say, you know, you just don't know. You're all in love and crazy about somebody, whether it's a week or you know, a month that you're involved with somebody and you think, this will be okay, we're going to be together forever. And, you know, those those pictures were on his computer I and I knew there were pictures I'd sent to him because they were from my apartment in Chicago. And um, so, you know, it. fortunately I decided to come out with it rather than shrink away and and uh, now when it when it I, came to the Miss Plus America pageant, were you nervous that your title was in jeopardy, or was there my, any discussion? My title was in jeopardy. My title was in jeopardy. Very seriously. In fact, um, I pretty much was about ready to um, hand my crown over, and then Melissa Stamper and her staff discussed it and decided this would be the the one exception to the rule and an opportunity for them to update their contract and their agreement, realizing that they need to keep up with technology as well. So, um, you know, I have fulfilled all my other duties as Miss Plus America very positively and appropriately, and I wasn't ashamed about what had happened. I admitted what had happened, so as long as I went public and was able to discuss this and use this as a platform for education, Mm -hmm. we were going to move forward, and I think that ended up being a good decision. So now do you um, speak about the dangers of um, the girls have with sending pictures online or sexting? That's their new platform, right? So Right. So I've are blogged you actively about it. promoting, like, the dangers of online? Yes, and, you know, of course in this day and age you have to use the computer sometimes, to, especially some of us that are older like myself. Online dating is just a fact of life it's a way to meet people but you know yeah, it used to be creepy years ago but now it's kind of normal <laughs> right i mean i met my current boyfriend dating online but you better believe he doesn't have any digital photos of me <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes so, so yes I've, we turned the negative into positive and now um educating people and especially for um models too because yes. uh just like you were in the jeopardy of losing your uh title a model could be in jeopardy of losing her contract if it's something that's really scandalous going all over social networks and um, the Internet. So that's just something uh, women just need to be cautious of when they're sending exactly. pictures out. So do you have anything else coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Well, you know, I do want to let people know that I was very proud to participate. I was asked to be a celebrity contributor to a cookbook, for an organization called the Miss Foundation, M-I-S-S, the Miss Foundation, which actually helps people get over and deal with grieving over the loss of a child in their family. Mm -hmm. And so the Miss Foundation cookbook was just um, put out and it's just been published, and you can go to missfoundation.org and get a cookbook. And I have two recipes in there that are family favorites. Can you cook? You know, I, I'm cooking more and more now. Seems to be the healthy, <laughs> healthy route to go. And of course, I encourage everybody to check out ComedySports.com and find out more about the Comedy Sports World Championships in Philadelphia this July. When will you be at the World Championship? Well, believe it or not, the World Championships are the same week as the Miss Plus America pageant this year. So I will be at the Miss Plus America pageant in Monroe, Louisiana 
during the week of July 13th. And, of course, people can go to MissPlusAmerica.com to find out more about that. Well, it's always everything going on on the same weekend. I know. I know. <laughs> it's always the way it is. And so if anyone wants to get in touch with you um, for you to speak or to book you for anything, what is your official website and um, the best way to get a hold of you? The best way to reach me is you can reach me on Facebook. You can look up Ms. Plus America 2009, or you can just go to Facebook.com slash Ref Steph, R-E-F-S-T-E-P-H. And so what are your plans after um, your reign is over? Are you going to compete again, or what was all that that happened? You was like, oof, that's enough for now. <laughs> well, I really love the pageant system, and in particular the Miss Plus America system, and I've been invited to MC some upcoming state and pageants, and I've already been asked to MC part of the national pageant next year, so I think I have some emceeing coming up in my future, which is definitely a great place. Standing over to the side of the stage and not having to be nervous about competing is a great place to be. Yeah, it's a big, big difference, a big difference. Yeah. Well, okay, well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Um, and, again, uh, you're on Facebook and Twitter. Did you say Twitter? You can also find me on Twitter as well. I'm all over the place, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and spell your name, because your name um, is not easy, your last name. Right. It's Steph, and the last name is DeWagoner, D-E-W-A-E-G-E-N-E-E-R. Yeah, because your last name gave me some problems. But, <laughs> but it's DeWagner. It's just a yeah. lot of extra letters, but they're silent. There are well, you know, there's there's more to me to love on the outside, and there's more to me to love in my last name. There's just a lot all the way around. <laughs> oh, well, all right, Steph, it's a pleasure as always, and thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, and Shanice, good luck with the Oprah contest. I voted, and I'm going to vote again today. So, oh, thank there and you. Vote, vote for Shanice, you guys, so she can get this opportunity. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye. And, again, that was Steph DeWagner, and she's Miss Plus America 2009. So make sure you look up her Facebook and Twitter um, to keep up with what she's doing and what she has going on. Up next is Maddie, Madeline Figueroa-Jones, editor of Plus Model Magazine, and she is going to give us the latest with what's going on in the plus industry, and she's going to fill us in on what happened at Full Figured Fashion Week. So while we are waiting for her to call in, I think we're a little early on schedule, I'm going to remind you again to please, please, please vote for me in Oprah's search for the next TV star competition, and you can find the link on the radio's website at www.plusmodelradio.com. And here's Maddie. Hi, Maddie. How are you? Hi, Shanice. How are you? Good. So I know you have a lot to tell us. So. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm still recuperating <laughs> from full-figured fashion, full fashion week. I mean, it was just incredible. From I covered 99% of the events. 
Mm-hmm. I was there on Wednesday um, at Club Boulevard uh, for the opening night, and it was really, really great, um, you know, to meet, you know, everyone and to see the designers. We went from last year with two designers being showcased, and this year um, they had seven. Um, there was, you know, some really great designers. Uh, the Angel Alternative, this was their first time showcasing and they're from Miami, Florida, and they were really, really great. The Dance Closet had beautiful coats, really great. Kiona, um, Chanel Karma was great out of San Francisco. Target came and brought over Pure Energy, which was really cute, mm-hmm. really nice, really affordable, and just my size. So we had some really, really great designers. We met a lot of different people. I was able to sit down with um, Rowan from Face 21. She came in from uh, California, mm-hmm. and we sat down and we talked for a while. They're actually going to be opening up a, Faith, uh, a Forever 21 with a Faith 21 store inside of it, um, in Times Square, and they're going to wow. be opening up June 26th, so I'll be there and I'll be Twittering from the opening on June 26th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Thursday was the model competition, and we had a really great time. We had beautiful ladies competing, you know, for the prize, $1,000. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great host. She's from New York One. Her name was Rochelle Boone, and she was really great, very animated, you know, woman. She was really great. I had a really good time, mm-hmm. um, and I was taking the photography. Now, I wasn't able to go to the plus side of business, but mm-hmm. Rhea did attend um, that, and she will be doing a recap for us for the okay. plus for the July issue. She did attend that. I was actually part of the panel. I was asked last minute to be part of the panel for the aspiring model mm-hmm. um, panel, mm-hmm. new and aspiring models, and then also the state of the curvy community. I can tell you that it was so amazing the new and um aspiring models the the panel discussion mm-hmm. i mean the slideshow the panel you know consisted of you know anthony from uh model service agency from the goddess division was there and that was sharon the, quinn the one sharon quinn put together yes, right mm-hmm. yes she was she was the the moderator we had larissa our very own larissa she was on the panel i was there they had amina from rip the runway was there uh, Douglas says, a designer, he was there. So it went really, really well. I feel like every aspiring model that spent the money, that bought the ticket, mm-hmm. walked out. I mean, it was incredible. The energy, it was very real, and they really did cover every aspect of modeling, mm-hmm. which I think was really great because they even covered the underground when you're starting out, mm-hmm. when you have to work for free, when you have to travel to a show, when you're mm-hmm. gaining that exposure, which a lot of people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's not real modeling. No, you know what? That is real modeling. You're hustling to try to get your name out there and to get that, you know, to, to know the industry, and that is still, you know, very important for you to do, you know, in your right. career. Right. So I think that that was really great. And then that was um, on a Friday during the day. And then Saturday um, we, we were shooting the House of Curves girls. So they came over to the studio at 8 o'clock in the morning, and um, we started shooting the House of the Phase of Full Figured Fashion Week, Rosie mm-hmm. Mercado. She was the first one, and we had a really fabulous time with her. She was really nice and really mm-hmm. great in front of the camera, and all the girls had a great time. I can't tell you how pleased I am with the pictures. You know, they're all still, you know, very new into their modeling careers mm-hmm. and, you know, just, you know, getting out there. And we had a really, really good time. Like at the very end, we like hugged and we everybody kissed and, 
they took group pictures, and I had a really, really nice time. And I'm now, are those pictures forward. for the Curvy Revolution or for Plus Model Magazine? No, that was for Plus Model Magazine for our denim issue. Okay. So they were all wearing denim jeans provided by Lane Bryan, Ashley Stewart, and um, who else did I have? I think I had somebody else. Oh, um, Torrid. They sent me mm-hmm. Z Cavarishi jeans. Okay. So we had a really good time. And then Saturday night I went to the VIP, uh, to the finale. I went to the VIP and I met with Tali from More to Love. And, you know, we were just, you know, talking. And I met with Emmy. And, you know, it was really, really nice, a very nice setting. Um, but when we were brought down to the ballroom area, it was underground. And I was supposed to be Twittering from, you know, the red, from the the fashion show, and I wasn't mm-hmm. able to because nobody had any type of um, reception. Oh, but we do okay. have fantastic pictures, and we're putting together, you know, something really nice for the July issue that's going to recap everything that happened from Wednesday to Saturday. So oh. it was really well worth it. You know, Full Figure Fashion Week had a really great time. They were on the New York Times um, front uh, page on Saturday. So, you know, it's just, you know, it's definitely growing and getting better and, you know, has a great reputation. And, you know, I think the designers really had a really great time. And we had a great time. Rhea was out here and we had a ball. (laughs) Yes, and Rhea, you got a picture of Rhea getting her award. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It was so nice. She made me cry. She went up for her award and, you know, she was thanking her mom and everyone that was involved. And then she thanked you know, Plus Model Magazine, and thanked us to you know for her the support and for you know taking a chance on working with her. And she's just such a gem. We just I got to spend some you know quality time with Rhea, you know, aside from working with her. And she's just such an amazing woman. You know, mm-hmm. with her and her mom. Her mom is just yes. incredible. I could just so see where she gets that from. So I'm yes. really really happy. I'm still on a high from the weekend because I loved being able to sit down. We had dinner after the um. After the uh, the Full Figure Fashion Week finale event, so I went out with Tali and um, Rosie and a new photographer that you guys are going to absolutely adore. She's a plus-size girl, and she's a photographer here in New York. So I'm going to put you in contact with her. She, okay. She's absolutely – she just took some new pictures of uh, Rosie, and they're beautiful, beautiful. But um, I just had such a great time. You know, I think we just, you know, have to continue to support each other, you know, in our individual efforts, and, you know, and I look forward to the next one going to be really nice. Well, awesome. I'm glad that everything was a success and I look forward to seeing it in the July issue of Plus Model Magazine. Yes. Thank you, Shanice. Thank you. Thanks, Maddie. All righty. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And up next on the show is Sandy Jean Phillip, born out of the principle that she must be the change that she wants to see in the world. Sandy created One Chance Entertainment to give talented but overlooked minorities and full-figure women the opportunity to make it in the music, film, television, and fashion industries. They specialize in talent, fashion showcases, pageants, TV, film, and special events. One Chance Entertainment is known for its high fashion plus-size shows and has graced various cities and continues to grow rapidly. Recently, 
Sandy Grace the E Entertainment Bank of Hollywood, where she made her mark impressing the judges with her style, dance moves, and sassy attitude. She was coined a plus-size mogul that night. Miss Sandy is planning her Evolution of Curves tour, Date Curves, Speed Dating Event catered to curvy women, and planning her first talent showcase for the Haiti relief effort. Let's welcome Sandy to the show. Hi, Sandy. Are you there? Hi, Miss Lewis. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Now, am I pronouncing, is it Jean or is it Jean? Um, Everybody says it different. You know, I'm okay with Jean-Philippe or Jean-Philip, you know, whatever, however it flows off the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get your start in the industry? Wow, how did I get my start? I think just finding local fashion shows and different um, print opportunities. I just started auditioning and meeting new people when I first moved out here. And then the rest is history. I just started, you know, like that. Just, But a lot of, you know, doors were getting slammed and, you know, I had to figure out some different things. But that was my start, like just going to, just like going research. to local fashion shows and finding plus-size opportunities for me. So through your experiences when you were looking for opportunities and you saw a lack of opportunities not only for yourself but plus-size women and minorities, so is that how One Chance Entertainment came about? Somewhat. Um, that that was the main focus. That was the main reason. But just go, like I was saying, going through the process like of auditioning and getting rejected, people telling me no, you're too big, you're too dark, you're too this. I said, wow, just can someone, I think one day I was like, People were telling you you were too dark? Oh, yes. Yes, ma'am, in my face. I was like, okay, thank you. (laughs) I'm like, all right. Um, And I went to my best friend. I'm like, I'm venting to her, and I'm saying, you know, why can't someone just give me one chance, give me the opportunity to showcase my talents? And that's how that, you know, the name One Chance Entertainment, like, came about. And, you know, of course, the other part, what you were saying, like the opportunities, I wanted to give other women, full-figure women of all colors, race, ethnicities, the platform and opportunity to showcase, you know, their talents as well. So tell us about One Chance Entertainment. What all do you do um, under the company? Oh, Shanice, what don't I do? Uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> One Chance <laughs> We do like you like you stated earlier, talent, fashion, pageant, television and film, special events. Um we are we also manage, develop um aspiring plus size models and um we have a clothing line of course. And um what else do we do? Event planning, gosh, we do everything. We we pretty much almost do everything but, but we But you're not we an stay. agency, right? You don't represent no, models? No, okay. no agency here, no. So you just do events and projects, and you're always looking for new models for those projects? Of course. Of course, always. I love working with new, fresh faces, like girls that are, or women that are eager to be a part of the plus-size community and, you know, part of the movement, of course. Exactly. So how did your um, appearance on E! Network Bank of Hollywood come about? Mm, it's a long story, but I know I'm limited. Um, Pretty much there was a casting call, and, you know, they were like, no dream is too big or too small, you know, come out. So I'm like, okay, sure, I'm, gonna, I'm going to come out because I do have big dreams. 
And I auditioned for the show, went through that process, and um, they loved us. They, first it was just me, and then they were like, we want to see your models. We want to see, you know, the whole group. I was like, okay. So we auditioned again, the whole group, and they loved us. They are like, okay, you're on, you know, let's do this. And, you know, the rest is history. You saw us on the E! Network, um, you know, Bank of Hollywood show. So it was exciting. It was a casting audition, like I auditioned like everyone else. And, um, you know, it was just, it was, they put us through a lot, but I was happy at the end, of course. So when you wanted to go on the show to have the possibility to win money, did you go specifically to support your company and your fashion show, or it just kind of worked out like that? Mm, no, I did. It was for the plus size. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do, like what aspect of the company. Did I want to do talent, or what did I want to, like, put out there? So Evolution of Curves, I started that in Orlando. Like, that was the first time two years ago I did it in Orlando, and that was always my favorite show. That was always my um, show that I always said, you know, I would take that on the road if I ever had the opportunity because I just loved it. It was conceptual. Like, that's another thing. Like, our shows are themed and conceptual and just energetic. Um, so I said, you know, let's take this show on the road and let's show women, like, let's do a nationwide tour and show these women that we, you know, we can look good, dance, and do everything, you know. Now tell us more about this um, Evolution of Curves tour because it kicks off this coming Saturday, right? Yes, ma'am. During the BT Awards weekend, it's in Beverly Hills. Um, I wanted to show plus-size women that, you know, we can we can have red carpets. Like, we can be glamorous. Like, we're not second-class citizens. So that's why I was like, Let's go to Beverly Hills. Let's take over because no, Curves can take over 90210. You know, Rodeo Drive, like who? They're like, wait a minute. Are you sure you want to do that? Yep, that's exactly where I want to go because, you know, it's easy to go to, you know, Culver City or whatever, whatever other city in L.A. Because, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to say that Culver one. City. <laughs> no, no, I love Culver City, but I was trying to think of, a, you know, Inglewood, you know, Hollywood, right. wherever. But, you know, <laughs> um, you know, but. South Central, you know, hey, I love South Central. Um, But I said, no, let's go where, you know, it's unheard of. Like, who, Rodeo Drive? Like, really? Plus-size girls are going out there? Yep, and we're going to show them that, you know, we can be accepted. We can go here and, you know, let us do what we can do. You know, let us do what we do best, and that's show up and show out. So it's um, on Rodeo Drive um, during the BT Awards weekend, one day before the BT Awards weekend, and we're very excited. We have a lot of celebrities coming in, a lot of media coming in, so we're excited. And um, it kicks off this weekend, but you already have other dates already posted and already promoting. So after Los Angeles, what are the next two shows? Las Vegas, oh, online, Miami and Las Vegas. So you already uh, have show. three posted, but then there, there'll be some more um, announced as the dates go by. How many shows total will you have? Do you know yet? Well, yes, we'll be doing six. Like I said on the um, show, we, we're going to humbly start off with six, and hopefully, you know, next go around, we'll do like 15, 20 city, you know, go that Beyonce route. But right now, <laughs> we'll just start. <laughs> we'll just start with six. So we'll be in Miami next, um, July 10th. And then Las Vegas, July 24th, and then it's Houston, Atlanta, and then we end in New York. And so how do you buy tickets for the show? You can go online um, to Eventbrite. Well, actually, no, you can go to www.eofcurves.com, and they'll have, you can select 
Uh-oh, that was my cheek. Did you hear that? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that was my cheek that pressed the button, okay? You can go to www.eofcurves.com, and it'll have the listing of the cities that we're going to. Um, like Miami, you know, there's on-location sites where you can buy, you can purchase tickets, or you can go online and purchase them. Now, your fashion shows um, have uh, charitable efforts behind them, and it supports the people of Haiti. Now, tell us more about that and why that cause is so close to your heart. Oh, my gosh. Not only am I Sandy Jean-Philippe, but I'm also known as Miss Haitian Sensation. So I'm Haitian. My parents are from Haiti. Um, So January 12th was like a very sad moment for me. Um, I just got back from home doing my one-year anniversary show, and then all of a sudden, you know, we found out about the earthquake, and I was like, everything shut down. So you can imagine, you can't hear, you can't hear from your loved ones, you can't, you don't know what's going on. Like, that was the worst, you know, for us. Because you still have family that lives there? Yes, yes, we do. And they're in the tents. It's horrible. This is horrible. It's the media says one thing, but when you're talking to people that's actually there, you know you get you're getting the truth from them. Right. Um so what I said to myself, you know, I have to dedicate I feel like I have to dedicate the company to rebuilding Haiti. I'm like, what can I do cuz I'm not a celebrity. I'm not, you know, I don't, you know, everyone was doing a telethon, everybody was doing this. I'm like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I immediately um set up drop-off locations, and I was so impressed with L.A. I was so happy, like, to live here. You know, say, I can't say I'm from here, but just to be a resident here, I was shocked that L.A. really, I mean, they flooded the location spots, and we send the donations off and things like that. And I said, you know, this is the opportunity for me to dedicate the tour to Haiti. Like, we're raising money to build houses in Haiti. We're going to start one family at a time. You know, again, I have to start off humble. You know, I can't save the world but um you know we're going all the money that's being raised is going towards building a house in haiti and we have the floor plan we're ready you know to you know push forward and really have these people stop living in a tent put them in a house like give them homes you know so i really feel like grassroots organizations are the backbone is going to be the backbone to rebuilding haiti of course i'm happy that the major corporations and organizations are raising money and doing, you know, what they're doing over there. But grassroots organizations are not afraid to get their hands dirty or their feet wet. Like, we're going in there. Like, we're going there to do it. So I'm excited about that, you know, to be a part of that because that, that for me, is personal. The money that you get so we can make sure that it's going to good use because you're going to actually go over there and see how the money is spent yourself. You're not giving it to another organization. Yes, ma'am. That's absolutely right, correct. Um, that was my concern as well. Um, like I trust, you know, you, I'm pretty sure you're a businesswoman, so you know that you you trust yourself. You know you, you know what you can do, and you you know who you work with. And that was always my concern. Like, okay, if I'm sending my money here, is it really getting you know to, to the people? people? Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm absolutely hands on with this project. Speaking with all the contract, you know, the contractors. When is when we lay that foundation? I plan to be right there. If I can't pick up a hammer myself, you know, to do it, I will be right there, you know, watching everything as it goes, you know, as it progresses and things like that. So, yes, I will be there, and you rest assured that your money is going directly to that project. 
So will your models be traveling with you, or you'll be going solo? Because I know that would be way expensive to take all the models over there. To Haiti? Yeah, wouldn't it? To, no, you're saying to travel to Haiti? or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know what? That would be, hey, you never know. I would say you just never know what <laughs> what opportunities um, would come. But, if you know, that's something I haven't even considered because we, we did partner with the Haiti Cherie Heritage Foundation. Mm-hmm. So, they you know, they have people already down there and doing things. So you never know. It might be a big, you know, big to-do, and, we hey, we might build the houses. Who knows? <laughs> you just never know. The models will just start, you know, doing things. But, no, all jokes aside. Um, no, the models, I haven't planned for them to go there, um, you know, to Haiti or anything like that, no. So um, I know the fashion show and the tour, is that your main focus, or do you have other things coming up, too, that we should know about? Well, we're also, we're virtually casting models as well for each city. Um, what else are we doing? Hi. Yeah, oh, we'll be launching, you know, Date Curves again in Miami, you know, reintroducing it to the Miami um, crowd. And we're, I'm working on several, several oh, our, you know, our premier dance team, um, Evolution Dance Team is a plus-size group, you know. I'm not sure. You saw the snippet of what we did on E-Network, Bank of Hollywood, but mm-hmm. we can get down with the best of them. You know, America's got you know, talent, America's best dance crew type thing. That's what we're doing. So we're really launching that. Um, My clothing line, of course, that will be launched during the tour so everyone will get a sneak peek of what we we have in store for the clothing line. Boy, it sounds like you got a lot of good stuff going on. Give us the the websites to buy the tickets for more information and how models can apply. Okay. The website is www.eofcurves.com, and that's where you can purchase tickets. You can um, submit yourself to be, you know, considered to be a model for the tour, and all the information about the charitable um, project that we're doing is also on there as well. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and I'm wishing you success with your tour. I will definitely be there Saturday to support and um, what we didn't mention was that your celebrity host for Saturday is Popra. And yes. we conveniently have her as the next person on the show. Right. So definitely um, keep us posted on everything that you got going on and continue success. Okay, and thank you so much for having me as well. No problem. I'll see you this weekend. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And last but definitely not least is Popra. Popra, a name created to define a young woman who encompasses the vision, integrity, and passion of media icon Oprah Winfrey and creatively the creativity, drive, and fortitude of Sean Puffy Combs. She created this name to reflect her focus on building a multimedia conglomerate, which integrates the best of her many skill sets, talents, and creative endeavors, as well as those as those of her mentors. 
As an experienced television personality, actress, recording artist, writer, and producer, she has had many successes that have spanned the entertainment industry both locally and internationally. As one of the new faces of the VH1's reality show, I Want to Work for Diddy, she appeared on seasons one and two, and Popra is well on her way to rivaling some of the best in the business. So let's welcome Popra. To the show. Hey. Hey, how are you? I am good. I'm good, Mama. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. What's up? Well, and you know what? This is not your first time on the show, but I didn't realize how long it had been because the first time you were on, it was 2008. So we have like a whole bunch to catch up on. Wow, good. Have I known you that long? Dang. Okay, you know. (laughs) So. Since, since you were on the show last, you appeared on a second season of um, VH1's I Want to Work for Diddy. So for those listening that aren't familiar with the show, tell us a little about what it was about and your roles on the first and second season. Well, basically, um, I would say you could kind of compare it to a more urban version of The Apprentice, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um but basically, everybody was uh, aspiring to be Diddy's uh, executive assistant, and um, they had extensive auditions across the country, um, tens of thousands of people, actually. And um, I was fortunate enough to be cast for the first season. Um, and people always say, how did you get on the show? Like, how did you even know about it? I thought it was on Craigslist. So, I mean, it wasn't a hookup or anything like that. I you know, replied to an ad that I saw, I sent in the documentation and everything they, you know, requested, and I went through the hiring and interview process just like everybody else. So um, that was cool. And then on the first season, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I planned ahead of time, um, you know, to make sure that I was one people would remember, and I knew that there was some risk in doing that. But my whole thing was about leveraging, and most people don't know me like, you know, why would you even uh, – go for a show where you would be somebody's assistant because you're used to having your own staff and people work for you and have your own assistant. And once again, I have to remind them that, you know, smart people learn to follow with other successful people. And for me, it was about leveraging. I mean, you know, VH1 shows are aired 15 to 20 times a week, mm-hmm. the same episode. I mean, how could I as a, you know, young and upcoming entrepreneur afford the type of advertising um, platform that that was giving me by being on TV 15, 20 times a week. So um, I played my position. I did what I needed to do, and I was the one people loved to hate. A lot of the other contestants were a little threatened and intimidated by me from the day I walked in, but I survived more eliminations than anybody else. I didn't get the job at the end. I ended up in the top four. Um, But my personality stood out enough that even when I finally was eliminated the episode before last, they use me as a cliffhanger to get people to watch the last episode. So, like, how, you know, that's something that's very uncommon or I've never even heard of a network doing that. Mm-hmm. So that kind of let me know, like, wait a minute, okay, you know, I did, you know, being a producer, thinking like a producer the whole time, what what makes good TV and keeping it real because I'm very outspoken anyway, um, I found a happy balance. And then to everybody's surprise, even my own a little bit, um, I figured I would be doing something else with Diddy and VH1 at some point, but I wasn't really mm-hmm. sure what. And, um, you know, when they contacted me to bring me back for season two, I was elated. I felt so thankful and blessed and appreciative to get the opportunity. I'm like, yeah, see, people thought that he got rid of me, but he recognized big girl got skilled. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, you know, they, it wasn't really, like, certain, like, in what capacity I was going to be brought, be brought back. And I didn't know if it was going to be, like, a one-episode thing, like you see a lot of people 
bring, you know, somebody from a previous show in for a day or, right. you know, right. one event. But um, I was just really fortunate because I was the only one brought back out of all the other people on the show, even though I didn't even win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got to really, like, then step up and show my acting skills because I was a mole for Diddy. And, um, and I was, like, his spy. And so nobody knew that even though the other contestant was like, oh, hell no, here she come. And they were freaking out because they like the big girl with the big mouth and the attitude <laughs> and, you know, everything is back on the show. Um, you know, I got to see, like, how people handle competition, who was smart enough to say, wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? The wiser thing would to be em- to embrace her because she's done this before, you know. Mm-hmm. You cannot like somebody, but you should be smart enough to say, hey, how can I still leverage that? Right, you business know? is business. Exactly. But the ones who were emotional and inexperienced or just, I would say, <laughs> too naive to appreciate that would be the better option, um, they ended up not getting a job. And the one person who immediately, stuck, like, really embraced me from the moment I walked in, you know, she let me know that she wasn't thrilled about it, but she still gave me my respect, was the girl who ended up winning, who was Ebony. And um, so I was a mole for Diddy. That was crazy because I had to stay in character 24 hours. And by that time, you know, I kind of wanted to be myself. And some of the people I really liked, and I wanted to embrace them and encourage them and motivate them. But I knew at the beginning of the show I had to still be this B.I., you know what, that mm-hmm. would agitate them and keep, you know, stirring the pot and, you know, irritating everybody and just keeping the energy, you know, funny and dramatic at the same time. And that was kind of hard because sometimes I just wanted to break down and take them to the side and go, shut up, I can help you. Like, Ivory, right. like, look, girl, you could get this job if you just shut the hell up. You really don't know why I'm here. I want to just, like, you know, come out of my, um, what do you call it, you know, my undercover role. <laughs> yeah, you know how, you know, like you see, you know, cops playing undercover. You know, I know I'm like, dang, this feels like that where you just want to blow your own cover to help someone, but you can't. So at the end of the day, they were very shocked to find out that I actually ended up hosting the elimination. So they came in for um, an elimination um, and I was on the other side. I wasn't with them. I was on the other side, so they had to face me. And that was great because that just showed that Diddy respected me enough to let me mediate and, and drill them about what their mistakes were and respecting my business acumen. Um, and then I did that for about three or four episodes. So it was love, man. It got to put me in my hosting position, which I really feel, you know, that's my gift is hosting TV. And so to be able to go from being – the buffoon and the crazy girl on one season, knowing that that's a role, to really being able to say, look, it is a role in the second season, to here's the role I really want to play, which is host TV. Mm-hmm. It was just a beautiful, beautiful, um, I guess, journey, if you will, um, in front of the camera and also for me personally. And I'm just really excited that um, – you know, God's still blessing me, and I, I'm able to, to leverage this opportunity um, to start it with the ad on Craigslist. And since you appeared on the show, you've started some entrepreneurial projects, one being Image Cosmetics. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah, um, first of all, I've always been an entrepreneur. I swear since I was a kid, I was making up my own deals, talking to my imaginary clients, and, you know, doing contracts and, like, sitting at the desk and talking to them, pictures on the wall, like, you know, let's make a deal. So I've always been an entrepreneur, and then all through, you know, college and even into um, as, as adulthood, always pretty much I've worked for myself 
way more, like 80% of my life than maybe work for other people, 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, you know, like you said, things I've been um, building and creating um, since being on the show um, or continue to do, having my own production company, Hollywood South, and now um, this cosmetic line, um, it's called Image Cosmetics. And I'm very, very serious because I, I kind of learned the hard way um, now that I've been more involved with network TV from a talent perspective. You know, sometimes you'll be locked down in between shows and people are like, why are you not back on TV? What are you waiting for? But they don't know. There's a lot going on right. that prevents you from just jumping on another network. You know, you're right. under contract. You're kind of locked down. So right. there's things you can't do. Meanwhile, you still got to eat. Um, right. And so um, me being an entrepreneur, I recognize that, you know what, there's a way for me to do something that definitely creates residual income for me, but it still allows me to empower other people. And that's what I enjoy doing is empowering other people um, and finding a win-win scenario where we can make money together. And um, this kind of fell in my lap that I was having dialogue with somebody um, um, uh, who was going to do my makeup and um, for this cover, this magazine cover that I'm on this month, Gemini Magazine, and we got to talk in or whatever. And, um, you know, I considered it a while back, like, you know, I'm going to be in fashion, you know, because I had my clothing line or whatever. But make a long story short, it ended up being something that I recognized that, you know what, the time is now. Go ahead and do your makeup line and your accessory line and your hair line. Do those things now before these new shows launch. And then that way you'll have that team in place and they can continue to run Mm-hmm. while you're doing other projects. And that mm-hmm. way, you know, you can be a part of it. You can spearhead it, market it, set the infrastructure for it to work, but then you don't have to be involved in the daily operation. So, you know, God works in mysterious ways, but this whole in my path created an opportunity for me to do this now before I go back into production on another show. So, um, yeah, Image Cosmetics is, you know, I'm going right after um, Max customer base. Um, I love MAC Cosmetics, but I feel they're very expensive. I think they're not affordable, um, you know, for your general consumer. Yeah, a lot of celebrities can afford to spend $25 on eyeshadow. But come on now, when you have to decide between looking beautiful and paying your rent or your car payment, I don't think, you know, all the options are being considered. And I wanted to create a platform um, also to encourage women to um, recognize that how you look, you know, your hair, your makeup, what accessories you choose, all create an image. And we don't have to be victims of our childhoods. We don't have to look like we've been abused. We don't have to look like we've been through molestation and and all these obstacles and challenges in life. Um, We can look like survivors. We can look like thrivers, you know, and we can decide what our image is instead of having society decide that for us. We don't all need to be Barbies. Not all of us look like freaking Barbies. Not mm. all of us should be Barbies. I don't want to be Barbie. I want to be Trump. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, and that's just keeping it real. So I'm like, you know, while all these other celebrities keep looking at how can they collect money from the general public, I want to look at a way how can I, how can we, how can it be cyclical and how can we, um, reciprocate, you know, um, you know, I empower you by giving you an opportunity to make money with me, but you empower me because you choose me to make money with. And then this, you know what I'm saying, it's back and forth and it grows exponentially. So with Image Cosmetics, we um, are the first cosmetic brand to, number one, focus on beauty on the inside and the outside. A lot of times people don't look beautiful on the inside because they're messed up on the outside. They don't look beautiful on the outside because they're messed up and they're damaged on the inside. So every time you buy any of our products, you get an inspirational message. 
mm-hmm. um, that I hope uplifts you and inspires you, kind of like how you get a fortune cookie when you buy Chinese food. Um, so you expect that and you look forward to that. And that's what I want, you know, our customer customers to get, you know, accustomed and look forward to is I'm going to get this gloss or this lip glass or this new shadow and, damn, what did they have to say? And then they read something and it's like, wow, I needed that. You know, I needed and to I, hear I that. Know. At one time, you were looking for plus-size models for your cosmetics line, and you had a successful model search. Um, Are you still looking for models? Yeah, actually, um, I'm always going to be looking for models because um, the other part of our marketing platform is that I want real women to represent our brand. You know, um, when we choose models, I'm looking for a cute face because let's keep it real, ET is not going to be able to help me sell makeup. Um, but you know, we're looking for a cute face. <laughs> At first, I thought you meant entertainment tonight, but you mean the the character. I mean, E.T. want to go home. Yes, him. You know, um, but you know, I mean, you know, I, we still have to pick attractive girls. I mean, fairly attractive, but you know, um, you know, we're looking for cute faces personality, and a passion to succeed. The girls who represent Image Cosmetics have to have that package. It's not about who's the skinniest, who's the lightest, who's the darkest, who got nappy hair, who got the cutest weave and the lace front. It's about who you are as a person. You know, you could be the finest girl and look like Kim Kardashian, but if you're on Twitter, you know, taking whole pics, you can't represent Image Cosmetics. I want girls whose images reflect the type of girls that I think are role models, you know, and it's not that any of us are perfected, but as we perfect ourselves, I think that's when we're prepared to represent this brand, and that way we inspire other girls to check themselves. So it's about you can look good without looking slutty and and being over the top. And the other thing, too, is like when you buy our makeup, um, we want to offer people tutorials. So, you know, everybody, like, hasn't had a professional makeup artist do their makeup. I know how to do makeup a little bit because I've had professionals do my makeup probably over 10, 12 years of being a recording artist and stuff. But most of us didn't get that chance, and you just hope that if you stick the eyeshadow on your eyelid, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so our thing is when you buy makeup, too, we show you how to wear it. So that way when you start looking better and looking polished and you're looking like top model, now you represent a whole level of confidence because I know when my makeup is right, I'm feeling lovely, and, right. and my aura goes next level. So, um, yes, we are doing more model searches. Hit us up at the world, www.theworldofimage.com. Um, we haven't even launched officially yet. We launched officially July 4th. But before are you going to have like did, a July 4th event or something? It's so funny. Um, I'm actually <laughs> had to stop a production meeting with my staff to take this to take this uh, radio call because that's what we were just talking about. Is do we want to have a launch party in LA? And I'm really considering it, but we, I don't think we're going to do it on the fourth. I think if we do it, we're going to do it on the third and take it into the morning of the fourth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like New Year's, cause mm-hmm. it, and that's why I picked Independence Day, July. 4th fourth as the launch day because my company is all about helping women be independent. You know, we don't have to fit in Hollywood's box. You can be beautiful. Our products will help you create the image that you want, the look that you want, and also um, be part of a community of women empowering each other and uplifting and supporting each other, not hating on each other. And I will have, this is Image Cosmetics. I'm doing image hair, image fashion, image jewelry and accessories, image handbags, um, and eventually image nutrition. So all the different things that a woman needs and then men as well, um, to create their image will all be in one place, and that way you can afford to stay fly. Now, besides their cosmetics line, you have a lot of 
other things going on too. Um, and you recently started to break into acting, or I don't know, maybe you were doing acting before, um, but you were recently in a comedy sketch with Snoop Dogg and Mike Epps. Now, tell us about this. Where can we check this out? Oh, girl, that was off the chain. Lord have mercy. Um, first of all, yeah, you're right. I have, I didn't start acting. I've been acting for a long, long time. Um, but, you know, like any entertainer that has more than one skill set, you know, you make some things a priority and put other stuff on the back burner, then the opportunity presents itself, you go back to that or whatever. Um, and then sometimes you do them both at the same time. But um, I've done like six movies before I even did the Diddy show and, had, like I said, had my own talk show and stuff like that. But this thing came as a fluke because I got to um, do a comedy sketch with Snoop, who I love. What's up, Snoop? Love you, boo. Um, who's just a, a very talented guy, but is just always so humble and laid back. He just I just like his aura. Um, and then Mike Epps, of course, is an amazing comedian. And so for Snoop's tour, which I don't know if everybody knows, but Snoop and Mike were going on tour together um, this summer, and um, it's like a musical um, comedy. So Mike is doing his comedy, and then Snoop is doing, of course, his music. And so in between, they're doing, like, these comedic sketches. So I was selected to do a sketch with Snoop and Mike and this other girl, and I play a correctional officer who's also a love interest of Mike Epps, and it is funny. And um, I guess the best way for people to see it, of course, is for you to go to Snoop's concert, Um, because I have a copy, but it was for my reel, and I haven't gotten the okay to put it on YouTube or on Pope for TV yet. Okay. So, um, yeah, so you have to go and support my boy Snoop and see his tour, and you'll see Big Girl on the big screen on the stage. <laughs> and in addition to being an actress, you are behind the scenes as well, and you recently co-produced two movies. Now, have they been released yet? Can we see those? Yeah, well, you can see the trailers for both of them now. Um, they actually were just wrapped on in, like, the last 60 days. Mm-hmm. Um, one What's is a horror name, movie. Mama? Yeah, one is a horror movie. kind of has a Saw vibe. It's like Blair Witch meets Saw, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called The Hunchback. And um, a lot of people probably heard recently that I was doing this um, campaign against bullying called Celebrities Against Bullies. So if you go to the website, celebritiesagainstbullies.com, totally spelled out, um, that's a a PR campaign that my company put together, which we do PR marketing for all you entrepreneurs out there who need somebody to help you get your brand together, my company that. Um, But we did that for this movie company because the villain in their movie actually is a, um, was someone who was a kid. So one way to create a platform to promote this movie so that we would create a buzz to get distribution was to align ourselves with, you know, charitable endeavor, which was, um, you know, the U.S. government has campaigns called Stop Bullying Now. And so um, we decided to, you know, push that information to the public via a campaign that would allow the movie to sponsor it and at the same time, um, you know, awaken people to the crisis that we're dealing with, with kids taking their own lives, you know, from being bullied. So I really went in on that. I just got T.I. to do a PSA for me on that. Um, I got Ray J. and Brandy and Lisa Ray and Quentin Aaron and um, Tommy so Davis you, and you're still active Alex with Thomas. that campaign? 
Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, from time to time, I just keep, if I come across another celebrity who I think, you know, has an opportunity or willing to speak out about it, and then we just add them to the site. Because I'm part of the production team for that film, so, of course, I want to continue to, you know, to perpetuate the growth of the message that they were trying to, um, you know, to put out there, which was, you know, stop bullying, take it seriously, and realize there's consequences for those actions when you pick on somebody. And now we already mentioned this early on the show, but you are hosting the Evolution of Curves Tour, which kicks off this weekend. Um, and you have, that's one of your several appearances because you're you're hosting the tour, but you're not going to host every date, only the ones that you can, right? Yeah, because actually um, when they came to me about doing this, I kind of already had um, some other things I was committed to, um, but I wanted to support Sandy because we, it's so funny, we met on the red carpet. Um, I interviewed her and, um, we kind of became friends and then, you know, ended up continuing to dialogue and then my people talking to her people and it was just a good match for me to, um, work with her on this great thing that she's doing with this, this plus size fashion show and her dance team. So I'm really excited about being working with her because it's another gifted, woman, plus-size woman in the business grinding. I mean, big girls grind. Like, on my mama's coach, the girls with the most votes was the big girls. And that's because mm-hmm. part of what they had to do was to promote themselves, like, vote for me. And just, like, the 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 huge spread in the voting, you know, thin girls and teenage girls having 20 and 60 votes, and you got big girls who got 200 and 300. I'm like, wait a minute, we be getting it in. Right. I love my big girls. I just love and respect this, and I don't know if it's because we're just so driven, because we got to make stuff happen for ourselves. But as they say, you know, we don't kill you, make you stronger. And, woo, we must be going through it because we, we, we got some beasts. And I don't mean literally. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, uh, uh, figuratively that we're just killing, you know, at whatever we do, we go in. And I'm just excited to work for her on this. And, um so, yeah, I'm hosting the Beverly Hills event coming up Saturday, BT Weekend. Woo-woo. Yeah, so y'all better come. It's going to be hot. It's going to be a fashion show. Also, Image Cosmetics will be there. We did our first event, Image Cosmetics, yesterday. As a matter of fact, um, we had a booth, and I also hosted for uh, Judge Maybelline's After Party for Huff Awards. And uh, we put some lip gloss on Judge Maybelline, got her fly, and, you know, put our booth up and everything. So my baby came to life. I don't have no kids, but, y'all, my baby was born yesterday. Um, and it was just amazing seeing, like, this idea I had with, and then it's alive with people buying my makeup. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Oh, so it was already for sale at the event? You're already selling yes, it? girl. We all be selling it, yep. And we, I mean, they're buying the inventory that we just got in, which everything's not even delivered yet. The rest of the stuff comes in Wednesday. So we will have the makeup um Saturday, so come in and check out Image Cosmetics. Definitely come and support Sandy. It's a great cause, trying to build houses in Haiti. People, please don't forget that those people are still suffering. I mean, that quake was one day, but the suffering is going to be for decades, you know, right, at least. Right, right. Just like so New Orleans, you got to help your people out. Yeah, so I'm so glad to do that. And then she has other events coming up um, for that. I'm hosting um, – a Vegas event um, next month for them, and I'm hosting um, an Atlanta event in uh, August. And then I'm also, I may be doing New York if they do New York in September. And then I'm also hosting um, Miss Plus Diva pageant. So y'all got opportunities coming at you, sisters, okay? Big girls, and I mean sisters, black, white, yellow, orange, whatever color, but right. still my sister, okay, because we all big girls. So check this out. Hit up Sandy to be a model for her tour that I'm hosting. 
hit up theworldofimage.com, theworldofimage.com, if you're interested in modeling for Image Cosmetics. Then if you're interested in being in the pageant, which is a plus-size pageant in Baltimore, Maryland, coming up on the 21st of August, Miss Plus Diva pageant, go to www.missplusdiva.com. They have a teen category, a Miss category, and a, I believe, Mrs. or Ms. category. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's going to be nice. they got some great prizes going, and it's a good look. And, you know, once again, if the plus-size community our game up, so let's get it. And we always, every time I interview you, we always go over time. And so I, I know you have somewhere else to go, so I'm going to have to get you back on so I can finish questioning you about everything. But um, the question I know everybody wants to know is, when will you be back on TV? Ha! <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that I am in development on my own show, and then we have a show completely already. Um, my big girls need love to my dating show, 16 guys living in the house with me trying to get all that. Um, so I can't really tell you because politically they don't allow you to disclose until they're ready to put it on the marketplace. But I can tell you, if you follow me on Twitter, you always know what's up with me. Like the fact that I just lost 18 pounds on system. I'm not betraying the big girls, but I'm not trying to die cute either. Um, so... You know what I mean? I'm going to lose about 50, 65 pounds, get into a healthy zone, but still be a big girl, size 13, 14. I think I can handle that. So, yeah. but So follow me on, on Twitter, at Popra, P-O-P-R-A-H, P-O-P-R-A-H, and you'll find out about that. Nutrisystem, thank you, I love you. And also, I'm going to cover Gemini Magazine this month. Woo-woo, GeminiMagazine.com. Yeah. They just leaked the cover, but it ain't really coming out until at the end of this year, I mean, end of this month, sorry, end of this month for the June-July issue. And um, Big Girl's on the cover of magazines, y'all, so we can do this. We can do this. Let's keep loving and supporting each other. And, again, Shanice, you my girl. So thank you, girl, for the opportunity to talk as much as I, you know I can talk. <laughs> we don't have to get you on again, and it's always a pleasure talking to you. And I will see you Saturday. Yes, and congratulations to all your success too, Mama, because you are quite the activist for us Big Girls, and I love you and respect you for that. And I will see you on Saturday. Hope to see you all too. All right. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. And thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next time, and we'll have more Plus Industry Professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at www.plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.